Welcome back to another episode of Being at Work. This is your host, Andrea Butcher, and I'm so grateful for today's conversation because every single day I talk with leaders who are feeling overwhelmed with all of the stuff, so much to do. Feelings of burnout and stress are all around. Well, today's guest knows that feeling well and has developed a system to bring more joy and fulfillment into our lives. Sarah O'Hannison is a chief marketing officer turned productivity coach. But what you really need to know about Sarah is that over time, she created a productivity system to help her gain more clarity, sense of organization, purposeful action, and building in reflection time. Listen in as we break down each aspect of the system to help you manage a very full life. I had a really wonderful career. I have I have no complaints about the the path I was I had taken. I, I graduated college. I started with a medium-sized organization and I just worked my way up over the years and I really loved the work. I was in marketing. I worked with wonderful people. And like I said, I, I really did love the work. Personally, what was happening was I was just finding myself stressed and overwhelmed and burned out and just working all of the time and feeling like I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. I, I, I need to put more hours in. And I really realized that that was a bit of a rat race I was on. And you know, something had to give, and I know we'll, we'll get into that, but that's really where I was. I, I had a, just a wonderful career in marketing. What made you realize that? What made you realize that something had to give? I was obviously feeling that myself. I had actually been diagnosed with chronic insomnia, not sleeping, just just burning the candle at both ends and in the middle of the night as well. And I also realized that I was really on during the day. I was really good at work. I was able to make critical decisions. I was in a leadership role. I People could come to me with questions, problems, concerns, and I could just boom, 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 answer them. But then I realized I was getting home at night and my husband would say, you know, what's for dinner or do you want to go do something? And I would be frozen. I just couldn't, I had no energy left to even decide (laughs) or make that decision. And I thought, you know, this is sad. The person who is so important and most important in my life, my husband is actually getting the worst part of me. He's getting whatever's left at the end of the day, if that's anything at all. Did he give you some feedback? Did he say, hey, something's going on here? I can tell. No, you know what? Because he's a busy professional as well. And I think that we both just were kind of on this. Okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. What's next? Where are we going next? Um, Very busy, you know, again, loving our careers, but just realizing that there was a lack of time for each other and that we're not giving our best selves to each other. So I don't know if he, you know, he put no pressure on me ever, but I really started to realize that over time good for you. I mean, I think that awareness is so important because no doubt like a lot of our listeners can relate to that feeling. I know I certainly can. And a lot of times I just power through, keep going. Exactly. So something, something came to a head for you. (laughs) I know there was this moment where you're like, all right, something has to change. Yeah. So obviously I was getting that little feedback from, you know, being with my husband or just realizing I don't even want to go out or spend time with my friends or someone's calling and saying, do you want us to do something fun? I have no energy left. So there was sort of those everyday things that were happening. But I used to travel a lot for work. I used to travel internationally as well. 
And one day I'm sitting at the airport and just waiting for my flight. I'm, I'm sitting there grabbing something to eat at the bar at the restaurant. And this woman sits down next to me and she says, very casually, you know, she's just making conversation. She said, where are you going? And I looked at her. I can't imagine what she thought because I had utter confusion on my face. And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> and she looked back at me like, are you okay? Do you need help? You know, mentally, you know, maybe we should, you need to know where you're going physically. This is your flight is approaching. But it was really a moment for me where I thought, oh my God, I mean, I really don't know where I'm going. I don't know what even gate to go to or what city I'm about to travel to. Was this for work? Was this for business? Was this international? I mean, I didn't even know I was at the airport so much. And then it really was that moment for me where I got on that flight then and I said, oh gosh, I think this isn't enough. I think this is something has to change. I want to be enjoying the journey. I want to love where I'm going. I want to be embracing these moments. And I'm someone who loves to travel, but I think I was missing. I was so on the calendar, so responsive, right? What's next? Where do I need to be? Who do I need to be in front of? How do I need to perform essentially? And I just, that was really the moment that I thought something's got to give here. I can only imagine how you, all of the emotions you were feeling in that. It's almost being dumbfounded initially, like, oh my gosh, I really should know where I'm going. Get it together. Come on. <laughs> so there's that initial kind of surface reaction, like, come on. Yeah. Like I have so much in my brain that I can't come up with the name of the location right now. But then obviously there's that greater sense of, wow, this is a metaphor for what's going on right now. Well, and I, and then I appreciate your thoughts around always being focused on what's next and reacting in the moment rather than being in the moment and being present. I think we're so focused on that. You know, what, what's next? What's next? What's next? It's like, why don't we stop and enjoy where we're at right now, right? This is a moment that we're having and it's important to, to be present in those moments. They're all special in their own way. And that's what you mean by living off the calendar is that always what's next? What's coming up? Where do I need to be? How do I need to perform? It's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. And, you know, truthfully, we're overscheduled. We take so much on. We say yes to everything. Book that calendar. Totally solid. But then you really don't even have time. You know, I live in the Northeast. There is exceptional fall foliage happening right now. And I think, you know, even yesterday I had to run to the grocery store, right? And it was this, oh, I got to go to the grocery store. So it's, a, it's, a, it's something that's disrupting my day. But I really drove in the car and I thought, wow, what, I, what a beautiful journey I'm on. This foliage is great. And I took a moment to just be present in that. It was a bright blue sky, beautiful leaves. And I know that's a, that's a kind of silly example, but it's so true. I mean, you could have, I could have driven to the store and come right back home and not given any thought to the beauty in this day and in this moment. And I really took it in. Like, I just want to take this stuff in. I want, I want that for everybody. Well, and when we're so focused on what's next, we miss out on the possibilities in this moment. Yeah, I, so I love that. Soaking it in is what comes to mind as you're describing that. Just soaking it in and paying attention. Yeah, there's wonderful things happening all around, but when we're just racing from one thing to the next, we're missing some of the, the beauty in every day. Yeah, so it has led, this moment has led to the work that you're doing today as a productivity coach. 
I came back from that trip and I thought, all right, this is this is the time. And for a while, I had really been paying attention to my my peers and my coworkers and everybody's really saying the same thing. You know, how are you? I'm okay. I'm so busy. I've got so much to do. Like I'm hanging in there. I'm I'm getting through the day and I just thought I'm hearing this from everybody. So I started to think about what are the what are the things that are getting in our way and and what are the things that we're forcing ourselves to do that really we can be better orchestrated at how we how we set up our time and set up our days and our schedule. So productivity is really what I honed in on. It's something that I've always been interested in. I've always been a student of productivity. And over time, I developed my own productivity system and I started using it myself. Then I started using it with my team in the office. And after a while, I thought this is working and this is something that I have a gift in this area and I've created something here that works and I can share this with other people. So it wasn't, you know, the next day I started my business and I it really developed because I had an opportunity as a working professional to test these things in the field and to do them in real time and I developed this system and then I, you know, that's where the the genesis of the business came about. So tell us about the system. Like and maybe start with what are those things that get in our way? Oh my goodness. I mean, there's so much mindset things that go on. You know, one of the things that is is especially true is that we think we have to do it all. We think we're never going to be good enough. We never know when projects are done. So we're on this race of perfection and guess what? You're never going to get there, right? Because perfection to me and perfection to you are totally two different things. And so I think it's really important to get clarity around what we're trying to do. So in my productivity system, which is called COAT, C-O-A-T, the first step is clarity. Because I find, and I really noticed this throughout my, my career in marketing, that someone would say, can you do this? Yes, I can. You run off and you go do that thing. Without getting real clarity around that piece of the, the project, you could be working on something that isn't aligned with their original concept for it. You could be missing the mark. You could be wasting time on something that's that's really not aligned with the overall goals. So I encourage people when thinking about a new task or a project to get clarity, asking yourself, what is it? And why does it matter? Why do we need to be doing this thing? Because in that moment, you might say, okay, we don't need to do it at all. It actually doesn't matter. Once we talked about it a little bit more, it was just an idea. Or we can get extreme, and I mean extreme clarity on what that project or task is. And it matters because that helps us with the mindset. That helps us to really understand, okay, Andrea asked me to do something. And I know because we talked clearly about it, what her expectations are for me. And I know what's good enough. And I know when I'm going to be done. We are so often unsure of when something is done. I love that. So the first step is clarity, and that's what it is and why does it matter? And I, I suspect around anything that we're choosing to do, that's a helpful exercise to go through, answering those two questions. Anything. I mean, I give a gro an example of being at the grocery store. You know, your spouse calls and says, hey, we need milk. Well, do you need chocolate milk, strawberry milk, hemp milk, oat milk, almond milk? I mean, like, let's get clarity on what we really need, you know? And that's that's a simple example, but you could waste 10 minutes in the milk aisle at the store. Or you could say, oh, I needed 2% I needed organic milk. 
Right. And it matters because we need those smoothies. We need the cereal. We need all the milk things. Yes. And it matters if your child's allergic to nuts and you brought almond milk home. You know, I, I think there's this, it's a, like I said, it's a simple example. I'm talking about the grocery store a lot today, but I think in a context of a larger project at work, it really helps you understand, gosh, my one part of this project is going to impact my whole team or my whole organization or a larger purpose, you know? So I think it's, it's really, why can be a really strong motivator as well. Well, it's intentionality, isn't it? When we hopped on this call this morning before recording, you know, we just were talking a little bit about logistics and something that's always going through my head is the why it matters that these messages, these insights are like ripple effects and so helpful to our listeners and what an opportunity that this show is to lift people up and provide encouraging messages. So I'm always thinking about that and that's that why it matters and it fuels me. It, It keeps me going and it keeps me in it. A hundred percent. It's really important. And, you know, I, I like to give people some permission here that if you get through this clarify phase and the answer is we're not going to do it, that's good, right? That's not a failure opportunity. That is a time to say, you know, we made a really good decision and we decided not to do that. Saying no is arguably more important than saying yes. In answering the question why it matters, you could realize it really doesn't. It's not something that we need to do right now. Okay. So clarity. I love it. That makes so much sense. What's the O? O is organize. And we, you know, we have all these, these things that come across our plate. And when there is so many things that we do say yes to that we want to accomplish, we need to organize those things. And organizing is all about giving some context to them. When are we going to work on these things? Like essentially, when is it due? What is the priority around this thing? Who else needs to be involved? Where are we going to do these things? You mentioned when we hopped on the call that you're in your office today. That's probably because you wanted quiet for recording the podcast. You didn't want to record this podcast in your kitchen with your your, <laughs> your, your kids at home, right? So right. The, the, the where are we going to be working on these things is really important. And effort. How much effort is this thing going to take? Because not all tasks are created equal. So it's important to think about brain power. How much effort can I put into this thing? And how much effort is this thing worth? So that's that's about organizing those tasks. Talk a little bit about technology in the organizing. I mean, I just, I feel like there are so many, I get overwhelmed with all of the ways in which to organize. How do you help clients lead through that, navigate the tools? I actually, I, I'm working on my digital course right now. I have an entire lesson about tools. But here's the thing that's important to understand The productivity system that I've created or that you have for yourself, the tool doesn't matter because fundamentally you need to be able to process these tasks through a system. Pen and paper will work just fine. And I I really, when I designed this, wanted to make sure that pen and paper would work because I never want you to say, well, we don't have the budget for that, or I can't afford it, or I'm confused by the technology. I didn't want that to get in the way of people being able to be productive. So that's the first thing. But as far as you know, digital tools go, I really see them as an enhancement. So once you've got the coat system down, that'll work in any environment, but adding a piece of technology to it is like supercharging it. It's just taking it to the next level. So I love Asana. Uh, that's the tool that I use. I'm an Asana certified pro. I Part of my business is helping onboard clients onto Asana effectively. 
Trello, Monday, you know, there's all kinds of tools that you can, you can use for this. Todoist is great, but my, my preference is Asana. So that's really empowering that it's not the tool that matters, it's the system. So you first got to, you have to get the system in place and then figure out what's the technology or tool that's going to help to fuel that. Exactly. You know, technology is an oven. It's this thing that makes dinner, but only, here I'm back to talking about food again. I must be hungry. I don't know. <laughs> have you had breakfast, Sarah? <laughs> I know, I need to. The, so the, the thing about the oven is it's empty, right? It's sitting there empty. It does not make dinner for you. You have to prepare the dinner and then put it in the oven. The oven just cooks it, right? And that's the same with this technology. You have to, this is the organized phase, right? You have to get this stuff in. You have to provide some of the context of, around when are you going to work on these things? When is it due? And that's a little bit of prep work that sometimes can, can scare people off. But that prep work and that prepping of your dinner is what's going to make your dinner cook effectively in the oven. The, the tool does nothing on its own. You have to make the tool work. And I suspect that's why a lot of times that people don't get on, don't get on a roll, don't get momentum because they're trying to use the technology to create something when they haven't taken the time to build the system to support it. Exactly. The technology is wonderful, it's a, but it's a, it's a shell, right? If input in is input out. And I think that's a really big misconception. I've had people say, oh, that tool doesn't work. All of these tools work. They wouldn't be on the market still if they didn't work. They, they work. But I think the yeah big misconception is that you have to make them work. And that, I'll be honest, can be really hard. That's why companies use tools for six months. It becomes a runaway train. And then they're calling me going, oh my gosh, Sarah, can you help us? We don't, we, I think we think we screwed this up or it's not working or we're paying for licenses that we're, we don't feel like we're getting the most out of the system. So that's where working with somebody on the outside too can be helpful. My perspective on your work inside of a tool can be different. You're, you're very close to it. And sometimes designing that tool can be hard. Okay. So we've got clarity and organize. And then A is for action. This is, this is it, right? This is the moment we're going to actually get this work done. And it's funny, I, you know, I say I used to live by the calendar and I still do, right? My calendar is still really important to me because the part of taking action is making sure I've got time on my calendar blocked out to work on my goals. If you don't do this, you're going to get stuck in your email all day. You're going to have people say, oh, can I, can I talk to you for a second? And you're going to have interruptions rule your life. So the, the concept of action is giving yourself enough time and space to do the work, to do the priorities, to do the things that really matter and making sure it's physically blocked out on your calendar. And then making sure you don't cancel that meeting with yourself, right? So if I block out nine to 12 to work on one of my priorities, I need to make sure that that time is protected and that no matter who calls, I say, unless someone is bleeding or the house is on fire, don't get interrupted during that time because that is your time to work on your priorities. So that's what taking action is all about. Yeah, that takes discipline. I, I Yeah, I the best intentions so often go awry. I A lot of times on Sundays, I'll look out ahead and put workout time on my calendar. But then I for whatever reason, I feel I feel like I can replace that if a client or something pops up. So it takes a lot of integrity to say, nope, this is what I've got planned. This is what I'm going to do. It's so easy to cancel the meeting with yourself. It, it really is. And, and But I think over time, that's kind of going back to why, though. 
why? Why does that workout matter? Why does that time of self-care matter so much to you? Well, it matters because of your health. It matters because you want to live a really long, healthy, vibrant life. You want to be active. You want to feel great. Well, now that meeting with your workout, it starts to matter a little bit more when you remember why you put it on the calendar in the first place. Is that where to, because I'm such a big fan of long-term visioning, is that where the why it matters comes in for you is because it's part of the long-term vision? A hundred percent. We are always on a marathon and we are running sprints alongside. The marathon is our greater purpose, our life's purpose. Why are we doing this thing in the first place? The sprints are happening every day to get you towards that goal. Okay. So you've got the long-term vision and that helps provide clarity then as well, like where you're going. For sure. And when I, when I work with clients, that's, we do a lot of work around the bigger picture in life. Where are we headed? You're not headed for your inbox zero. That's not where you're headed. I hope not. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that that's really important to recognize. It's not about getting through all the, the little tasks. It's about, are you doing work every day that contributes to these long-term goals? I love it. Okay. So you, I, that's a great quote. You aren't headed for inbox zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not sustainable. What are you going to do when you get there? You're going to set, you're going to be like, oh, great. For three minutes, I'm at inbox zero. And then something else is going to, someone's going to email you and it's over. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. There's got to be a bigger driver than inbox zero. Okay. So we've talked through action. So what's the T? The T is possibly the easiest yet hardest one of the whole bunch. And it is take time. And this is about taking time for yourself. And what I mean by this is one, physically checking off the to-do list that you did it, right? Like bask in the glow of that glorious accomplishment. If you're an Asana user, as your task management tool, there's actually a unicorn flies across the screen, (laughs) right? (laughs) It is awesome. And if you're on pen and paper, you know, just that satisfaction of crossing it off. And I know this is like, why do, who cares, right? But it matters because you're in that moment, you are acknowledging what you've done And you're also giving your brain a signal to release that item. You don't have to think about it anymore. You don't have to remember it. It is done. Free up space in your head now for other things. Oh, that's so good. I mean, that that is the feeling when I, on my to-do list, when I check it off. And I always go back and check it off for that very reason. I get such a lift from that. I can't wait to just see all those checks. That feels so good. And then the other reason is that you deserve a little bit of a break after you've done something. So that could be as simple as I'm going to go get a cup of tea and I'm going to come back to my desk. But instead of just diving right into the next thing and, and being on that rate, you know, so what's next, what's next, what's next, giving yourself even five minutes to take a little bit of a break, change of scenery, and then come back to your desk, you will come back stronger. Now, You also could say, I accomplished something really great today. I'm going to take the night off and and go out for dinner with my friends. I'm going to book a trip to Tahiti because I did something really amazing. So it doesn't have to be big or small. It doesn't really matter. But I think we're so often missing the point of taking time. We are just, okay, what's next? Give me the next thing. You know, I'm at the airport. Where am I going next? This is the time to reflect to acknowledge what you've accomplished and to hit the reset button. Because when you do this, when you take this time, you come back stronger. 
When you take the weekend off and you don't work on the weekend, you're stronger on Monday. And I think that is something that we think, if I just keep going, I could do more. No, it's the opposite. If you rest and recharge, you will come back better and be more productive the next day. Yeah, it sounds like this is the renewal space. This is like unplugging, taking stock of, pausing, reflecting, celebrating. I mean, getting recharged is what the T is all about. Exactly. Exactly. And I interviewed a lot of when I was really starting to formalize my system, I talked to a lot of busy professionals. And at, you know, so many people had wonderful productivity practices, but when I brought this up, I people were frozen. Like, what are you talking about? I'm supposed <laughs> to do this? I've never done this. What do you mean set like celebrate? What do you mean take time for myself? Self-care? I I've got three kids. I don't know what that even is. You know, so it's it's those kind of concepts that, you know, and women especially just do not take time for yourself. And it is really, really important. We go, 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 go. And then we're burnt out. And then we're sitting in the airport and we can't answer a simple question. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. You know what's so funny about your story is, so I, uh, I was on my way home from Mexico City this week and I had to get a COVID test at the airport. And there was all kinds of things going through my head and trying to organize and figure all this out. And uh, they asked me for my zip code and I couldn't remember it. I couldn't remember my zip code. I had to look up my zip code. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> but it's in those moments that you're like, what's happening in my brain right now? I've got so much going on. So it's a good it's a good reminder. And to give ourselves grace in that moment and to use that as an opportunity of like, okay, this is a sign that I need to recharge. I need to take a step back. I need to slow down for a minute because my brain's on overload. <laughs> Exactly. And there's only so much space in there. Yeah, I, you know, there's all kinds of other exercises and we could go on so many tangents with that. That's for another day. But, you know, I think having a clear mind and, and keeping yourself open and present in the moment that you're in is, is what it's all about. And you've got to get some of this stuff cleared out of your head. That's so good. So this is, as I'm listening to the coat system, people who are feeling overwhelmed, people are feeling like I have so much what a great way to just bring more joy and purpose and a feeling of accomplishment into your life. I mean, it, it really is a system to help bring those things about. It is. And I designed it also in a way you've really brought it to light here is that it's for your entire life. Like you can run code for your entire life at, in a, at a high level. You can also run it, as we talked about earlier with the milk, at a very micro level. So it works macro and it works micro. And I think when you understand the principles behind code, it it just, you can do this in seconds with every single thing that crosses your plate. Is there a personality style that that benefits more so from this? People that are growth-minded, certainly. People that want to make a change. You know, I, I've talked to people who just, the, the woe is me mentality, the this is how my life is. This is just the way it has to be. This is the the plot I've been given in life, that's hard, right? And that's really hard to get out of. And I, I want to help people break through that. But honestly, you have to know that you are capable of making a change before any productivity system will help you. So that's really the first step is to start to understand, I am capable, I am worthy, I got this. I can do this. And, you know, somebody like me is here to help you. That's really the first step. The tactical stuff, we'll figure that out. This is skill. This is habit forming. You know, these are things we'll, we'll figure out over time. But that you got to know that you can do this and that 
life doesn't have to be the way that it is right now and you don't have to be stuck, but only you can really make that decision for yourself. So it's recognizing that I am in the driver's seat and this feeling of overwhelm and stress, I can choose to do something about that. That's, that's what I hear and what you're saying. And if I want to lead a life, live a life of more fulfillment and joy and a sense of accomplishment, that there are simple things I can do to make that happen. Exactly. And I, I don't pretend it's easy. There's weeks still. I had a really busy week this week. There were some moments this week where I thought, whoa, I maybe took on too much. But I, I am capable of hitting that reset button and I am capable of getting myself back on track. And I think that's what's important to understand about productivity. Some of the systems that I've seen and, and, and looked at before and tried to implement myself, they're very rigid and they're very strict. And if you miss Tuesday the 4th in your journal, well, God help you, you are done for the rest of the year, right? And that was really hard for me. It was this kind of all or nothing concept. And to me, productivity is like a muscle, right? We're working it out, we're stretching it, we're growing it, it's evolving and changing all the time. It isn't perfect. Some days are harder than others. I still struggle with my productivity, even though like yesterday, I, I'm like, I'm, I need to remind myself of some of these rules and, and things I put in place. And I think that's what's really important is you don't have to be perfect. It's a journey. And I think doing 1% better today compared to yesterday, that's what it's about. We're on a road. And you're paying attention. I mean, that's the thing too. Like it, it, life is a series of ups and downs. And so we know that there, there are going to be moments when we forget our zip code or we forget where we're going. And it's, it's, it's recognizing those moments as, okay, this is, this is life giving me a sign that I need to slow down. I need to reconnect. I need to get clear on my purpose. Like in the, the coat, I mean, I love this. I, I will so take this on. I can't wait to share this with my daughter. I have a sophomore at IU who is so overwhelmed right now with all of the stuff and school. And it's, I've been working real hard on empathy, Sarah, <laughs> because I want to say like, uh, yeah, welcome to life. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking about like filtering this through her situation, like clarity, like, okay, what is like this class? What is it? Why does it matter for me? Right. That, that just like sets the stage for intentionality and purpose. And then organizing. So giving context to all the things that she's doing. And I, I really like your point there that it's like put down, like it has to be the right tool and start with the system, organizing your life, like more broadly with the coat is, is how I think about that. And then being intentional about the things on your calendar. That's the action pr and protecting that time. So making sure those priorities are on the calendar, protecting them, like having the integrity to follow through on the things that, that you have on your calendar. And then the T is just such a good reminder to take time, to pause, reflect, to celebrate the small wins, checking things off. And I love your point about checking things off or crossing things off your list releases it. It releases the energy of that activity. So I love, love, love this coat process. So simple. And yet, like you said, so it can be so hard to do. It takes a lot, takes a lot of discipline for sure. Yeah. And I always say to people, this was a lot. We, we, we shared a lot today, right? And I think people can look at that and get a little overwhelmed and don't try to do all of it today, right? You listen to this podcast, just try to get clarity today. Just try to ask, what is it? Do that first and then do another step the next week. Like this isn't all or nothing. This is, I'm doing a little bit better right now. Yeah. One step at a time. So maybe today is just about 
seeking clarity in aspects of your life. I love it. Sarah, thank you so much. If our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? So I'm on LinkedIn very often. I'm Sarah O'Hannison on LinkedIn, on Instagram, so.productive. And my website is so-productive.com slash get more. And there's some resources there for people if you're interested in learning more. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.